Hello and welcome back to part three of the IMG Success Stories with Dr. Faraz. This is the last part of Dr. Faraz's story. Now, if you haven't listened to part one and two, I really have to stop you here and ask you to go back to part one and two. You want to listen to how Dr. Faraz's IMG journey began and how it's still going, Um, but here's some incredible tips in those parts. So please listen to that first. Now, Dr. Faraz is an IMG from India. He started this entire journey when he was a PGY2. He didn't observership, he got a job, he did WBA, he got general registration and then he got onto the Australian training program for psychiatry. It is truly amazing and did all that in two and a half years. Now he's here in part three to provide some tips and advice that he did himself while working as a resident, things that help him improve as a doctor. Now, Dr. Fraz, can you tell me just some of the advice and tips you would provide to our listeners when they start working and really what worked for you? So Mm. I basically just did what I was supposed to do, Um, turn up on time, do the things asked of me. Um, Mind you, I got a fair bit of criticism because the registrar I was working with was... She's tough. She's tough, yeah. She well, tough. That's the nicest thing I can say about her. Yeah, she's tough. Yeah, and she would absolutely run me down every single day about the wrongs that I did. But the good thing was that she would come back at the end of the day and tell me, all right, so I know I've, told, I've been harsh on you. I know I've told you what, are, what were all the wrongs you've done. Let's sit down and correct those. See, that's the part I love because... Um, and that's the part where you can forgive the harshness because all the others will just be harsh and not bother to try to help you improve. Absolutely. And harshness was not something that really phased me because yeah. I, I did my medicine back in India and medicine back there is the practice of learning over there is uh, mm. it's, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Right? I call it uh, learning by humiliation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's that's how you basically went yeah. forward with your training over there. You got humiliated enough either to either absolutely suck at what you do or you go home, you pick yourself up and you study harder. Yeah. So I basically just listened to her because she initially, she wouldn't tell me what I did was how to correct my mistakes and stuff. Mm. So I would go up to her at the end of the day when we were sitting and she'd be like, okay, so um, we don't have any work to do. Is there something you want to ask me? And I'd be like, yes, I know I made this error. Could you please tell me what I can do? And listen, guys, let me tell you a bit about myself. I'm an extremely, extremely socially awkward human being. And I had to break that. Sh- I had to break those shackles about me. I wouldn't see, because when I met you, which was a few months later, I wouldn't have believed that you were socially awkward at all. Yes, because... So you already broken it by the time I met you. And it was it was hard because mm. I did that during my observership. And mm. when I met you, I was still within those... I met you in the four weeks that I was being evaluated. Yeah. Right? So I I had to do it because when I started my, we'll tell a bit more uh, during the, that podcast of the observership, but then basically you snooze, you lose. It's, yeah. it's literally like that. There's everybody else who's working as hard as you are or maybe even harder to get that position for next year yeah. or to be recognized. And these people don't even have to worry about not getting a job in Australia because most of these people are local graduates. Yes. 
yeah. right? So as an IMG, you've got to take that. And I, and I and I think that the level of anxiety I used to have before going to work was so high. And I feel like sometimes it was crippling. Mm. And it makes me have makes me believe that if I have overcome it, then anyone else can. Yeah. And it's it's really not that hard. Um, so that that was how it was. Uh, I, I I went above and beyond in those four weeks. I did all the work that was asked of me. I did the work that wasn't asked of me because I thought, well, doing something good for someone goes mm-hmm. a very long way. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't go unrecognized. So I'd help the other team out if I didn't have any other job. Even though I had no clue what I was doing, <laughs> I'd just be like, hey, you know, do you guys need any help with medication charts? Because I'm a little free at this time. So it's these little things yeah. that people around you start picking up on. Yes. So, yeah. I, and my registrar, she was a very, she was like a hawk. Even mm. if she wasn't in the room, somehow she always <laughs> found out what's happening. She's got a baby cam nearby. Yes. Yeah. So, then, <clears throat> and at the end of it all, um, I I came up to her and I said, uh, if I do get a job, they're thinking about putting me on a rotation of nights next term. And I've only ever done two after hour shifts. I have no idea what to do. And she became so happy that I went up to her. And ask for her expertise because she want she liked interns and RMOs to be of a standard. She said that you know you're doctors now. You're not you're not medical students. So you should be knowing A, B, and C, D when you're trying to look for uh, any problem or trying to fix a problem or trying to fix an issue with the patient. So she sat down and went through all the basics with me. And I would recommend you to try and build that re- relationship with your registrar because it goes a long way. Mm. Right. Some days you you do a little bit of work that the registrar needs to do, help them out a little bit, and the next time something like this happens, they will help you. Yeah. Okay. And uh, honest to God, I've made some mistakes. Mm. I've made some pretty horrendous mistakes. And she came in, stepped in, and said, "That's all right. You're new. That happens. Only and only because I well never I never talked back to her, and I always took her advice on board because if she berated me today about let's say a patient list that was a little out of order, Mm. then I'd made sure that every single thing was absolutely tip top the next day. And she would actually go through it like, as I said, like a hog. And she'd look at me and she said, all right, so you fixed what I asked you to fix yesterday. Yeah, she was noticing that you were making effort and having initiative and that's all they want. Exactly. Yeah. Some some of them are verbal about it. Some Mm. of them are very quiet about it. A lot of them... So I'll... I will, we, Sasha and I talk about this all the time. Most of them are not verbal about it. They say it behind your back. What you got was someone who was upfront and wanted to see you change for the better. And that's actually quite rare. No, absolutely. Because the way she was, everybody in the hospital was terrified I'm, of her. I'm still scared of her. Yes, I guess. And yep. they, they still are. <laughs> I mean, even now, she's, she's absolutely terrifying. And um, you just, yes. So I, I, I had a bit of a hard time with her. But I do not regret a single moment because mm. the things she taught me were absolutely golden because mm. I needed those in a term where I was all by myself with one other intern who was brand new to work as well and uh, we just started off by saying to each other I have no idea what I'm doing and she said to me I have no idea what I'm doing so and that's how we went forward and <clears throat> again um, side note try and be friends with these doctors yeah. okay i made some of the 
best and closest friends with these people and work just became so much more easier there is no hierarchy don't consider yourself superior because you're an rmo and them to be an inferior because they're an intern and vice versa it doesn't have to work yeah. you're both at the exact same level you'd be an img would be an intern if they could do that for us mm. but just because we've done our internships overseas that's why we we go on to uh, become rmos and not interns but in reality we're at the exact same level they are so you know it the respect goes both ways mm. you if we are trying to be nice to them then there's absolutely no reason for them to not be and even if they're not being respectful to you then then you know that these people are horrible ones and yeah. you just and need to stay away exactly yeah. and you'll get some of those and you just stay away from them yeah. and you you know you just try and maintain professionally what you need to do you you cover you, you know you, you dot your eyes and cross your t's and no one's ever going to come back to you yeah. um so I decided well I became really good friends with the people I worked with because um, we were all sailing in the same boat of not knowing anything what we were doing but at the end of the day you've got to realize that we're all doctors mm. right they haven't studied a human being with three hearts and they haven't studied a human being who's got no brain granted this missing in a lot of them so uh it's the exact same human anatomy same physiology just the mm. way we practice things is a bit different so go back to your basics Ab- always go back to your basics you'll never forget what you've learned in your anatomies and physiologies just think of it at a basic level rather than trying to like i said think of fancy diagnoses that's not your job that's not even the registrar's mm. job that's the consultant's job to make fancy diagnoses it's yeah. the, so just stick to your basics provide a good handover to whoever you need to talk to about when you see a patient and um, that's that's how you get by registrars love it when you get to the point they do don't they um and it's really the simple things if you can do the simple things well it really does get you ahead so faraz just tell the people listening what are the, some of the key things that you think attributed that you did to your career today i just literally did what was asked of me just the basics of getting to work on time and i didn't mind going to work a bit extra uh, mm. a bit early while the local graduates were sitting there crying that you know we're uh, we're coming half an hour early to do our lists i was happy to do that yeah. in every rotation that i worked in yeah. because i'm like well i don't want my registrar to feel disappointed i i want that extra point if he they're getting number 4s out of 5 on their assessments i want my assessment to have a few 5s mm. and maybe one or two fours yeah and that was what my aim was and i'm like okay how can i today do the best job that i can do yeah. right show up on time do the things that is asked of you sometimes i stayed an hour extra an hour and a half extra mm. just because i wanted to get the job done because no one's going to help me out the next day if i leave that job for tomorrow i'll have to do tomorrow's jobs and today's jobs yeah so I'm, i i decided now nah, if if it's going to take longer so be it i will put in that extra extra from my end but see when i say that it's just something that i this is my personal opinion that this is what you should do not everybody can do that not everybody has the liberty to do that a lot of people have families yeah, kids to go true. back they've to they've got commitments they've got their own commitments but yeah but there's definitely another way to shine in like as in if you can't stay back um and sometimes like that's not the answer but there's definitely there's other things that you can do to shine as a resident even though you said like I just did what was asked of me 
as somebody who's worked with you and saw the impact that you had in the hospital, um, there was definitely more to your personality that that shined that you you probably don't even realize um, because you are very modest. I know you are, but there really is like something else that you provide. And this is why like I had to get you on another podcast because we need to talk about how to be like the best resident and strategies to shine and to stand out as a good resident. So I just want to add my little two cents in this. Um, now, all the things that you hear Dr. Faraz talking about, and if you've listened to other podcasts that um, Sasha and I have presented on, you hear a lot of the things we talk about that makes a good IMG doctor. It isn't actually the medical knowledge because medical knowledge is something you can study before you even get a job, while you got the job. Um, and there's an actual answer to it. Like you can look it up. There's Australian guidelines. You follow that. It's very black and white. The thing that's incredibly hard to teach is the soft skills. It's the personality. It's the proactive thinking. It's the initiative. It's the good communicator. So we actually call them soft skills and they're incredibly difficult to teach. It's something that you acquire through life experience. Even local junior doctors who are brand new to working, still struggle with these things and they will definitely build it over time. Now with IMGs, it's amplified more because I guess when you're new, um, everything's just very difficult. But also I, I personally felt like people are looking at you under a magnifying glass. That's how I felt. So if you make one little mistake, it's going to be more noticeable than my local junior doctor colleague who makes the same mistake. Um, and it's less forgiving as well. So it's very important that the things you want to work on, the things you want to be conscious of are all those soft skills. Now, here is a little um, gift. I'm going to, along with Sasha, we're going to conduct a free workshop and it will very likely be on our YouTube as a YouTube live. And it's going to be everything you need to know about soft skills. So the soft skills masterclass for IMG junior doctors and for local junior doctors who are new to the workforce. Really important. Um, so keep an eye on for that um it's going to be um advertised so if you're not already following us on social media we have a facebook and an instagram please type in code to australia and click the follow button and if you haven't already subscribed to our youtube please do because if we do it on a youtube live you have to be a follower to actually attend the live masterclass. so please hit the subscribe button. I hope you found this incredibly useful. Dr. Faraz is one of the most amazing doctors, um, regardless an IMG. He's an amazing IMG doctor, but he's just an amazing doctor in general. And he's a good friend of mine. And I can tell you his journey is absolutely amazing. And I'm extremely proud of him. And I wanted you guys to hear it for yourselves so you can see that Yes, there are all these negative stories out there, but there are also these amazing, amazing stories that I guess we just don't share. We get too busy and we don't share, but this should give you hope and this should give you the message that there's a plan and you should always have a strategy to get ahead in this whole journey. Um, I hope you found this extremely useful and I hope to catch you in our masterclass.